Welcome to Damn Fine Commentary, the internet's only Twin Peaks podcast with a real-life Dave and Lynch. In this series, we'll be reviewing and chatting about each of the 18 parts of Twin Peaks Season 3. So as they say in the Black Lodge... Here we are again. I'm Phil Willis. I'm Nev Prasad. I'm Dave Bluestein. I'm Steve Lynch. And here we are, gathered around. And to we are the super friends. Yeah. <laughs> Captain we're, Planet. We're the Blue Rose Task Force, <laughs> you guys. Smile, smile. Hip sway. You're recruiting me into the Blue Rose Task Force. <laughs> yes, yes. You need to you're in. have a sniff of that coffee and look blank and you're in. There you go. Yeah, perfect. Here we are. Uh, we are all here to discuss part 13 of Twin Peaks The Return. Very exciting episode. Lots going on. Uh, so... Actually, why don't we just... I, I would just like, before we start to discuss, I'd just like to share this. I uh, So I had the sound uh, settings not quite right on my TV. And, and when it started, um, there's the conga line, and we'll talk about this in more detail. But um, I, I wasn't hearing any voices, right? And there was this weird, like, half the music. So just this kind of weird scratching sound. And um, the occasional sound effect, like if someone would uh, put something on a table, you hear a thump, Right. And they were looking through a window, so I actually thought this was intentional. Yeah. And I watched for a good ten minutes. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought that it was just David Lynch being experimental, and I was loving it. Uh, but then we realised actually no, the sound settings are wrong. We said, <laughs> "There we go." Um, yes, yeah, so I suggest uh, watching this stuff uh, through any way of altering your consciousness or your television screen uh, that you can. Yeah. So watch it, watch it upside down. Put a Jacoby glasses on. Just, um, just drink watch, vodka. Yeah. Just have it on repeat. Just instead of the soundtrack, just this is the water. Yeah. <laughs> Still a oh, out. Uh, okay, well, here's Dave's wrap-up of what he thought he saw in Twin Peaks Return Part 13. The episode begins with Dougie and the Milford brothers congering into Bushnell's office with a bunch of thank you presents causing Tony to freak out and call Mr. Todd because Tony thought that the Milfords were going to kill Dougie. Todd gives Tony one day to bump Dougie off, which isn't easy because Dougie moves like a cobra. Dougie gets a new BMW and Sonny Jim gets a new gym set, which is amazing, by the way, even if Sonny Jim doesn't seem to know how human boys play on gym sets. And Janie E loves Dougie very much because materialism. Bad Coop arrives at Resno's, which means Ray is fucked. He comes upstairs and meets Resno's gang, but they're not going to kill him. Instead, he has to arm wrestle Resno. If he loses, he joins Resno's gang. If he wins, he gets Ray and we get to stop saying Resno. Bad Coop toys with Resno for a bit, then breaks his 14-year arm wrestling winning streak and his face with a single punch, takes over the gang and shoots Ray in the leg. Ray says Jeffrey's told him to kill Coop or be killed and that a guard or someone dressed as a guard gave him the ring to put on Coop's dead body. Meanwhile, the rest of the gang, including Richard Horn, is watching this play out on a big TV. Coop gets the coordinates from Ray and tells him Philip Jeffries is at the Dutchman's, but it's not a real place, although Coop knows where this is. Coop puts the ring on Ray's finger and shoots him, sending the ring back to the waiting room. The brothers Fusco get the results of the fingerprint scan while their colleagues taser a urinating woman in the next room. That last bit may not be important, but they think it's a mistake and throw Coop's prints report in the bin. Tony arrives at the police station looking for Detective Parker, who also works for Todd. He wants an undetectable poison with which to kill Dougie. While Chantal and Hutch, which sounds like an awesome 80s cop show, are travelling through Utah and talking about Mormons. Meanwhile, back in Vegas, Tony and Dougie get coffee so Tony can poison Dougie. But when Dougie gets distracted by Tony's dandruff and begins massaging his shoulders, Tony starts to have a total breakdown, throws the poisoned coffee in the urinal and confesses to everything, like everything, about the corruption, about uh, trying to kill Dougie, everything, and decides to testify against Todd. A tearful Becky calls her mum that Stephen's been gone for two days, but, you know, she did unload a pistol at him through Gersten's door. Shelley tells Becky to swing by for pie and ice cream. Over at the double R, Bobby also comes by and doesn't interrupt Big Ed and Norma because nothing's happening there, goddammit. 
And we learned why Norma's been doing all that paperwork. Turns out the Double R has become a franchise. However, her new business partner has been changing up her recipes, downgrading her damn good cherry pies to only good cherry pies. Meanwhile, Nadine meets her new idol, Dr. Amp, a.k.a. Jacoby, outside her silent drape store. Sarah Palmer seems to be stuck in some kind of time loop, watching a boxing match and clinking bottles in the kitchen. Hmm, weird, we've heard that before. And Audrey Horn is still yelling at Charlie. She feels like she's somewhere else, and Charlie threatens to end her story, which isn't creepy at all. She wants to stay, she wants to go, who knows, maybe she's still in that coma. Then it's to the roadhouse where the musical guest is, you'll never guess, James Hurley. He plays that same damn Just You song with two dead-eyed waifs where Laura and Donna should be while Renee cries from a booth. He has never, ever been cool. And we end on Big Ed drinking double R soup from his desk in the gas farm. He seems to see something in the window or in the window, but what? Mmm, stay tuned. We'll talk more about that in a moment. There we go, we're all caught up. Yeah. Dougie and the Mitchums come bearing gifts. Oh, and one of the happiest scenes ever. Yeah. Like the scene of the Mitchums and the Andes. Delight. And Dougie someone, just conga dancing. And someone through. playing what, in my head, is, you know those little, tiny little Casio yes. keyboards? Oh, like, yes. They're just plonking away at that. I know, crazy electronic marimba soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but this scene, from the, so from the very first scene uh, in this episode, it harkens back to something that uh, we were talking about last episode, which is the hints are seeming to, seem to get more clear more that it's yeah. out of yes. order. Because from this very first scene, Dougie has clearly been out all night with the Mitchums, uh, the, which I assume is from their, their night out directly after the yeah, $32 totally. million dollar yeah, check. Totally. Yep. They're still yep. hanging out. Someone, uh, uh, the Bushnell says, you might want to call your wife. Uh, and later in the episode, we confirmed that, yes, Janie hasn't heard from him since he went yep. out. Um, so he's been out with them all night, but in the very last episode, we saw him playing catch with Sonny Jim. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's, been out, he's been yeah. all night, but he had to run back and play a quick round of yeah. being hit in the head with a yeah, <laughs> baseball. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, we're, we're now deep into this is out yeah, of order. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, getting hit with a baseball, but there's no gym set there. Yes, so it was definitely so it would have happened before. That's right. Uh, yeah, we see the gym set. Yeah, thing, because that gym set totally took up the entire. Backyard. Oh, there, yeah. There's, you, there's, really, no, there's no mowing well, that lawn anymore. That's, that's right. They have room for the spotlight. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it really does uh, emphasize the idea that these these are these episodes are linked thematically rather than. Yes, um, rather than chronologically. I think we're fine with that. Where I don't uh, follow some of the internet theory on it is that somehow that the Black Lodge is causing this or somehow that yeah. that time is warping or time is doing things in different ways. I think it's just literally no. like, um, no, no, we're just, we're just seeing shots and scenes and sequences just in an order that makes sense from a storytelling yeah. point of view. And I, I think also, you know, if the, if the last episode was about dads, then this one seems to be largely, well, in my opinion, maybe about redemption. And there's a, a strong theme of that in this. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that some more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love the way that, okay, so look, I, I get it. They got a check for $30 million. Um, that money is supposed to rebuild their next casino, presumably, not yeah, to be thrown around. With... They're, they're flo- flo- throwing it around like oh, this. Yeah. Well, I guess they, they thought they were getting zero. So oh. when they get 32 mil, they're like, well, we can throw around a little bit. Although I feel like BMWs and gym, shet, gym sets and stuff, that's surely, you know, breaching third-party gifting rules from the corporate financial uh, I, be- I believe you would have to actually re- like report that to the regulator. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. I don't see, look, you know. Although well, well, it is Vegas. Because Nevada whereas, is, yeah. So what happens yeah. in Vegas. That's right. <laughs> whereas, whereas having people, you know, whacked. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 
yeah, that just seems ridiculous. Like, if I had a bank error in my favour or an insurance claim and I've got $30 million, I'm not going to go in there and give them any of it. That's my money. Come on. Ah, oh, you're a harsh man. Oh, yeah. As if you're a selfish prick. No, I am. There's no two ways about it. But would you sensitive. at least play that conga line music, please? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, oh, yeah, they'd be, they'd be congering. But, um... <laughs> it'd be great if they if they get to the thing and they give all these presents away. They go, we spent how much? Thirty million. <laughs> and amidst all of this, is uh, is Tony Sinclair's worst nightmare is he might actually have to carry out the hit on Dougie yeah, yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. I yeah. I you know that Tom Sizemore is Tom Sizemore. Yeah, it is Tom Sizemore. Uh, has been has such a great character. He's the brilliant. way he he started being so slimy and. Unpleasant, and then through this episode, you really start feeling for him. Yeah. It really evolves, yeah, which is the same trick they pulled with the Mitchum brothers as well. Yeah, like you, what totally. we thought was totally. one way, they're just showing her a different yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Although I just wish that someone should talk to Tom Sizemore's hairdresser about his hair dye. It's it's a bad dye job. <laughs> yeah, John Travolta. <laughs> oh, it goes well with the character. Like that character would have a bad dye job, and it's fine. There you go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> You're good. a very forgiving man. He's not the only person with bad hair. We'll talk about uh, Big Ed a bit later on as well yeah. too. <laughs> so he's on. The, he's under the pump now from Duncan Todd. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Meanwhile, Sonny Jim's getting a present. Sonny Jim's got a gym. Yeah. 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 Sonny Jim said. And a spotlight. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, the you are fixated on the spotlight. I am fixated. It's fantastic. It's so OTT. Like one thing to get a gym set, another to get a gym set that lights up at I night. Know. And then a third, just like, oh, let's just have the revolving spotlight like he's escaping from a I 1950s know. jail. <laughs> I know. It and kind of reminded me of Rabbits, actually, you know, the, that um, David Lynch series with the, that was filmed, I think, in a back garden. Oh, they, yeah. They right. in his back, yeah. backyard. With, yes, uh, yeah. This sort of outdoor suburban yep. set. Yeah, Short-lived yeah. TV series, I think. Mm. Well, I think yeah, I think it was designed as a yeah. as a one-off. But um, but but anyway, but what I thought was particularly interesting about this is was Janie E's reaction. Basically, she went from confused and concerned to ecstatic in about ten seconds once she saw the BMW in the driveway. Why wouldn't you? I think it's the exact same. <laughs> the uh, well, she's, this is a pattern of things like um, she's Dougie, a gold digger. Man. I know. Well, Dougie disappears for a day or two or three or four, and then comes back with four hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars then comes home with a gym set yeah. and a brand new car like every time he disappears and off into his own world he comes back bearing gifts so. and yeah. Janie just falls in love with him more and more each and time like, well, tell me there's no correlation I between that's like, wealth and I feel that's reasonable he's such a lawyer the old, the old Dougie Jones was I mean the old Dougie Jones was, was porking prostitutes it's not so I think she can yeah. she can afford to look at him I through s- a new I'm life I'm still not convinced Janie is a real Person. I don't she think still feels real, like I'm a sure construct either. to me. Well, Sunny Jim definitely feels like a construct. With the names, like uh, Jenny and Sunny Jim, like they. Yeah. Well, one theory that's is, or one prediction about what may happen is that all of this humanity of Dougie Jones's life and that Cooper's he can't bust out yet, but he's he's seeing it and he's falling in love with this life in the suburbs that he could have had. That we're leading to a bloodbath in Las Vegas and something happening to his family and that could be the... Oh, wow. I think you were going to say that he, like, he like decides to leave the Blue Rose Task Force instead of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's quite... What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that totally makes sense, you know? Wow. Because... Yeah. Um, Maybe Duncan Todd is going to have to take matters into his yeah. own hands. Yeah. Uh, we already see in this episode that... Yeah, because if you want to get a job done right, do it yourself. Go do it yourself. Well, he's under the pump as well because he's... You know, um, yeah, Cooper, he Cooper totally was is. calling him and says, like, you better have this done by next the next time, time yeah. I yeah. call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly. We're, again, with all the people out there that say, oh, the way that this is being stretched out and everything, you're now seeing it, that it makes sense from a timeline point of view. Like, we're going into the last four or five episodes. Yeah. Like, 
this is working towards a climax. And yep. yes, it's not the one that everyone expected. They wanted 17 episodes of Dale Cooper doing the Dale Cooper style that he always did. Yep. But this is this is a climax. I actually think this is far more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I think if we, well, you right. know, I, I love Dale Cooper, who doesn't? But if we had 13 episodes of Dale Cooper doing his thing, I just yeah. don't feel like much would have changed. Exactly. But but this, also, is, this is new. This is. Yeah. It's also interesting from a, from a TV standpoint in terms of the conversations we've had about um, the way that the original Twin Peaks was so, you know, revolutionary, and this, and this is revolutionary in the same way, that this is what Twin Peaks looks like as a show promoted Today. for a streaming service, mm. you know that yeah. it, it, that it is um, a clear singular arc. Yeah, um, it's uh, um, it's a bit it's edgier. The pacing is yep. is yep. different. Like it feels like it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Sure. Um, so what we finally see the gym set in all of its spotlit <laughs> glory, yeah. glory yeah. and in, in its dimensions. While poor old Sydney Jim's playing on it by himself, which made my heart break a little bit. I felt he needed. <laughs> he's so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've got to try everything at once. Yeah, yeah. He's just doing circles. Like now, I'll bounce on the trampoline ones and I'll keep I on had, going. I had happy sad, and then I also made. It, it, <laughs> I'm an only child. Like, that's my entire childhood. Well, but it does God, feel a little my bit. My heart it, breaks for you as well. But no, no, I think. It does. Feel, oh, sorry, I was saying that thing about them being construct. Yeah. You know, it's like this is what children look like when they play on gym sets, according to my like alien intelligence. <laughs> but it also made me think about that little boy at the Rancho Rosa housing estate who was by himself with the son of Donkey oh, yeah. Mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, oh, they should be friends. I know they should. Oh, playing the gym set together. Yeah, that'd be great. Right. Yeah, he'd catch a ball if Sunny Jim threw it at his face. Yeah, that's right. One one nine. One one nine. I love that we've gone from um, last episode. Um, we were referring to the ninth circle of hell. Is that? Oh, That's where I was about to go. Is that where you were going? Yeah. Now, um, Sunny Jim is in seventh heaven. Yeah. 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 Which is, um, I mean, we can sort of put up some notes in the show notes about the, the origins of seventh heaven, but it's basically the theory that the world is made up of seven heavens, and I think it's probably one of the universal constructs through most religions. Actually, I think it's common to Judaism, Islam, Jesus, Hinduism, Jesus the Mesopotamians. Doesn't really have a heaven. So. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. There's something in the Talmud about um, oh, there's the, um, seven, the world is made up of seven something or other. There's things. the, I mean, look, I'm not an authority, but uh, I mean, there's, there's uh, a lot of that numerology comes into Jewish mysticism. So Maybe that's what, I, that's, that's what I meant. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an unusual kind of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. so lost. The, um, really I'm just thinking how many, no, no, how many Sephiroth are there? Oh, there's ten, not seven. Ten, no, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure that I mean the number seven has all sorts of Kabbalistic yes symbolism yeah. associated yeah. with it. Mm. Yeah. But the other thing that was interesting was the soundtrack for this as well for this particular scene. So it was like a music box Glockenspiel kind of. Um, it was the Swan Lake Dance of the Swans. Oh yeah. Which right. I thought was a really yeah. interesting choice because um, Swan Lake is obviously about two swans, a black and a white swan. Yeah. Black and a white lodge. Oh. A, um, there's two coops. That's so really, interesting. really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Duality of, um, and that actually uh, flows through. I'm, it's just a nice little touch, anyway. I'm drawing on my love of the Aronofsky film right now, but the yeah. the, um, <laughs> the the role of the the the, per, the same dancer playing both swans. Um, yes, yeah, exactly. Is, so, Odile. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of uh, doppelgangers and evil people, we could do, actually see where the farm is, which yeah. is uh, yeah. it's out in Western Montana. Bad Coop being the biggest badass oh, of all yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> it, so was, good. it was great. Like, it's great to kind of go, like, to suddenly start cheering for Bad Coop. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he was epic. He just like, yeah, you are going to fuck him up. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't quite imagine that it was going to end with just like the one punch to the face and bang, he crushed his skull. Awesome. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. But it was, oh, you know, when he keeps bringing that arm back to the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feeling of starting position, like just like, just calling starting positions. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which again feels like we talk about this a lot, but this tro- like trolling of yeah. Yeah. Knicks fans. Repetition. Like, yeah. You want to yeah. make it to starting position? You're, yeah. You're, 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, um, oh, you know, he's like, he's so. He's so evil, but feeling that evil inflicted on evil people yeah. is just wonderful. And, and it's almost like Dexter, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and the creepiness of, of um, what's, I can't remember the guy's name. Renzo. Renzo's yeah, bones yeah. cracking oh. as he sort of, the tide turns. I thought that the actor's head was going to explode. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Popped it like a balloon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so how lame is Ray? Like, he's with, like, three dudes. And he pulls out his little gun. He's like, put the gun away, Ray. You've got dudes with the Uzis and yeah. AK-47s next yeah. to you. Like, and a man in a tie. Shoot him with my handgun. <laughs> also, Ray knowing what he knows. Like, he sticks around. And then he's going, like, yeah, yeah, well, this is going to work. Yeah. This guy who we've seen done all sorts of shit who's been shot. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And you literally giant... killed him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll exactly. lose an arm wrestle. Yeah, 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 that's right. yeah. But I'm going to give my, I'm going to tip my cap to David Lynch for basically rehiring the extras from Fight Club just for this scene. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. It's just, it, but it was. I mean, and I just love the way that um, Bad Coop says, "What is this? Kindergarten, nursery school?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah take uh, that. Now, geography-wise, uh, for those who aren't familiar with the United States, uh, it's, it's this takes place in Western Montana which if you were going from South Dakota is about three quarters of the way to Twin Peaks. So, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. right. So it's on the way. Yeah, it's on the way. So it's right. more than on the way. It's almost It's there. almost there, isn't wow. it? Right. Wow. So, yeah. And, of course, that ties in with the fact that Richard Horn has been doing a runner from Twin Peaks and this is where he's got to. Right. Yeah, uh, so, so obviously the farm is a well-known place for vagrants and vigilantes must or something. Be, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of, and also just the intensity with which Richard makes his way from the back of the room and stares at this big screen. And, you know, we were talking about themes. You were saying maybe this was about redemption. This is an episode in which there's a lot of people watching people. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, how good is the how good is the accountant? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was trying to find his name out, but it's just it's just he's, the farm he's accountant. The farm accountant. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's so good. I love that we're finally actually getting some information now. Coop's yeah. got the coordinates that he needs. We yep. see the owl ring return. Owl yes. ring, that was a really nice yeah, touch yeah. because without speaking too much of it, it was totally consistent with Teresa Banks. Yep. and Chet Desmond and yep. so the ring goes on that makes you the property of the lodge and if you're wearing it um, after yep. before or after your death that's going to put your yep. f- your spiritual body in the, yes. the lodge your physical body stays there and the ring disappears from it yeah. mm-hmm. yep. so again consistent with yeah. where's the ring from Teresa Banks's finger when they're doing the autopsy yes, on it yes. yep. so the owl ring um, the owl ring was given to Ray by a a, war, a guard at the prison. Yeah. Um, and I presume that guard was not the guard. I presume that person was someone else. Because the last time we saw the owl ring was um, Dougie. Dougie. So either Philip so it was Jeffries back in the lodge, yeah. or a guard or someone that's dressing as a guard has access to the lodge. Yes. Has got to the ability to exactly. get that ring out. Mm. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or at least have it um, sent back. Yeah. <laughs> sent back lodge post. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. The other thing about the guard, um, I was just wondering if 
he said it was it was a guard or someone that was dressed like a guard. I, yeah. I was hoping that he'd say it was a big brain on a tree. I am a guard and I sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Ray, Ray Ray's dying words. I uh, I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Which does he really? I mean, it feels this is another of the scenes where I mean. I absolutely loved this scene and all of it was great, but the motivation seems strange and again some inconsistency. If yeah. he knows who you, who you are, he doesn't. He, doesn't, he, he has doesn't never act. acted like. Yeah, him. yeah. But and also in the same scene, uh, he says, "Do you think I'm going to give you the coordinates? <laughs> Would you even believe me if I gave you the coordinates? Yeah, Here's yeah, a yeah. piece of paper with the coordinates." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. There, there is a lot of you know. He starts yeah, out, yeah. you know, when we start, when we first see Ray, he's like, and I'm a big fan of George Griffith. So hey, George, if you're listening, um, he's you know a big tough guy, and then the other guys say, "Put your gun away, Ray," and then you know he's sort of playing all tough. And he did this actually when um, he shot Coop, Bad Coop. Yeah. Sort of two or three parts ago. Yeah. And then he just sort of like buckles. Yeah. He doesn't have the really, courage of his conviction. Yeah, I really yeah. did. Yeah, I really did feel that there were, he's kind of em, I don't know, emasculated in this, yes. in this sequence, which totally. is great. Mm. I actually wanted, when he said, I know who you are, I actually thought maybe he meant uh, as in Dale Cooper, not as in who the, ah, the, the double okay. is. Uh, but he knows uh, some of the context. Yeah, the and FBI, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because he was paid, he, because he was. And Daria, poor old Daria, um, we're going to pay $500,000 to kill Bad Coop. Mm, yeah. So I presume that the whoever had the bounty out on Bad Coop is the same billionaire from who had the new... It could be. I thought, I thought Bad Coop was the billionaire. Or at least not I know the billionaire. We don't but know it, that but Bad he was, Coop is the billionaire. But he was there. He was in he the was there. photograph. Yeah, but that, that doesn't room. mean he was the billionaire. There was someone else no, in that room. Someone too. else finding But I feel that he's certainly involved in the hierarchy of that. So... Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know any. That that's got to be revealed. They've they've given they've given us some hints. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I'm making a massive assumption that it, one and the same person, but you know, I, I there's someone who's who's throwing a lot again, throwing around a lot of cash. Sure. Yeah. I, I assumed that bad. Oh, look, maybe I'm wrong, but I assumed that bad Cooper sunk a lot of money into creating that space in order to trap uh, or you know deflect good Coop when he came back from the lodge. Like yeah. I assumed that was yeah. the purpose of that room. Yeah. Um, Particularly if he's in cahoots with the the doppelganger. Fuck, this is a weird conversation when you think about it. <laughs> Particularly if he's in cahoots with the evolution of the arm. Yeah, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> the evolution of the arm will make him non-existent. Yeah, that's yeah. the only way that he'll go through uh, that. Unless, unless it's Philip Jeffries bringing him, bringing wanting to bring right. good keep out of the lodge because it's, it's time. It's funny because it, it, it is a weird conversation, but at the same time, the complexities of good and bad are so interesting and, and intricate like in term, you know it's not a simple uh heaven and hell good guys bad guys yep. dynamic yep. and that's part of why it's so fascinating and, and is rewarded by this discussion yeah. I, I mean the, the philip jeffries is so rewarding in that we know who he or we thought we knew who he was within the the myth of twin peaks and we saw bowie as him and he has been spoken about so often as a character here, and we have no idea not only if he's going to appear in person, but if he's good, if he's bad, he's hinted about being wanting to be with Bob again, but just we've got bad, but then we've got other characters that could be bad, and we don't know what, but, how they're yeah. But I, I agree, and I think this is all to the point, I mean, because Philip Jeffries is deep, deep undercover, well, mm. we've been told he's deep, deep undercover, and that's 
basically potentially if you sort of think about cops being good people and criminals being bad people a good person having to do bad things yeah. for mm. a higher purpose yeah absolutely that is a kick-ass undercover job <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a lodge spirit for 25 years <laughs> just, bob comes out and he just puts on the cuffs like bob i place you under arrest <laughs> we have a new concept though i, I don't i'm not going to call it a place because i don't think it's a place but um philip jeffries is at the dutchman's the dutchman's yes mm. yeah so bad coop no knows what that is Ray tells us it's not a real place. Mm. Does he say, I know what that is or where that is? What? He says, I know what that is. Mm, okay. The he says, I know what it is, actually. Oh, what it is, yeah. Mm. Um, also, Cooper wants as many cell phones as he can have. Yeah. Yes. Got to get, can't have enough cell phones. Oh, no, they are occasionally smartphones, but they're often... Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, he, he's got those little hacking apps and all yeah, that. Yeah, but he was, he's discerning there, right? He handed a bunch of them and he goes, no, I'll take that one, I'll take that one. Everyone needs a burner phone. Yeah. yeah. As as we know, he sends his his texts on whatever app, whatever he's got. Yeah. Someone receives it's not it. Not WhatsApp. Puts it's punctuation in. Puts it in capital. <laughs> and so that's Diane. So, it's, so he's got a secretary of some sort. Exactly. <laughs> no, but also, <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, yeah, yes, he's got a and he's, he's just like. Maurice again. in 23 <laughs> Again, that wasn't an accidental reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, but yeah, there's clearly something going on in terms of which phones are suitable, which is interesting in terms of how he's used them in the past. Oh, he picks and chooses them, does he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think he does, doesn't he? He, has, he gets off with like about six or seven and he picks three of them. Yeah, yeah. he does. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I'll never take a Nokia. <laughs> and he looks up at the camera and exactly. smiles. Yeah. <laughs> Next to his Rolex. Yeah. Oh, um, all right, so then we head to Las Vegas and... Well, at least it's confirmed that at least two of the Fuscos are brothers. The detectives Fusco. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I assumed they were, they were all brothers. Oh, they're right, brothers. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, guess, I guess that makes We've sense. We've had a few hints that they're, they're brothers, yeah, but yeah. yes, we definitely, if the there's brothers any doubt. Yes. Smiley, Smiley's talking to Mom, and but they're oblivious to the shouting and the yeah. violence and the carry-on that's taking place in the room right next yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're oblivious to everything because then they get the... The, the link Ditch between Dunny Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is bullshit. Throw it away. And I kind of, I was hoping that it would set off an alarm like it did with Briggs. That, that this maybe actually was not about them. It was about who, and maybe this will happen maybe this episode. Yeah. But that this is a kind of like an alert system. Yeah. How they know that the good coop is out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the first goes are totally casual because you know he in walks Tony Sinclair looking for a new character, Detective Clark. Um, and they're like, oh yeah, he's just in the back. Clark. What? You don't think Clark is the Clark from the previous episode, do you? We're talking about all those names that were the, the free floating names that don't oh. get associated with people. Oh, maybe. A Clark, I mean, I assume it was a first name. Yes, a first name, maybe it's the surname. It could have been. Be- very, very hard if he was with Mary two nights ago yeah. in Washington. <laughs> yeah. He's gone from Vegas to yeah, yeah. Washington State. Probably not I, think the same just, person. I think it's just a. Just a, just a coincidence. Yep. Yeah. And so then we find out that um, not one, but probably two detectives are corrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're out there smoking and... and you know, but Sinclair. not the Fuscos. No, not the Fuscos. No, they're, 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 they're just incompetent. They're too, yeah, they're too dumb to be... Uh, <laughs> they're casual and incompetent. Yeah, that's right. Honestly. But... Um, yeah, no. I love how you're like, you can tell that there's two that are corrupt. They're out there smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to all law-abiding smoking police officers. Yeah. <laughs> Along with a woman of colour smoking oh, yeah. as well. Because, mm, you know, got her. That's, that's what Lynch does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, David Lynch, not, not me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> correct. Sorry, I had to clarify. Um, but, Sin- you know, Sinclair's looking for some poison because he's gutless and that's the only way yeah, he's yeah. going to be able to kill Dougie. Mm. He still can't even pull that off. 
Claim. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's such a be- we'll, we'll get into this with such a beautiful transformation. <laughs> I just wanted to hug him, you know, when yeah. um, when Dougie starts massaging his back. Yeah. And he just starts just breaking down. Break. And saying, oh, <laughs> yeah. indicated yeah. now. I know. It's and, like it's and like it was caused by his own dandruff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Hastings. Like there's something about those characters that are just like uh, broken middle-aged white men, and you just and you just they are the worst, and then they're kind of just pathetic like they're not yeah. they're not the worst they're just weak and yeah yeah small they're just small men exactly yeah. um uh, Chantel's still hungry she's still eating cheese twists <laughs> yeah yeah and talking about mormons because that's what you do when you drive through utah mm. and she's twists like uh like twisties and it's the australian yeah. version of twists oh yeah. yeah 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 i love that we've got two tarantino alumni and they have this tarantino-esque and it's great little uh conversation about yeah. nothing in the car while yeah, they're driving yeah. it's, it's just it's so much you know what they call a wendy burger in paris yes they've moved on from wendy's to polyamory and poly that's right yeah. Here. yeah and uh janie's totally imbra- she's totally appropriated the car the car that dougie the bmw yes because oh, clearly dougie would not be able to drive it um, but she's appropriated. I'm it. still trying to get my head around how you tie a giant bow on a car. Like <laughs> the, the process of putting, of, of doing that neat little use bow. Your I don't think it goes. I don't. I don't think. It, well, I always presume it doesn't go all the way around. That it, it just something. No, no. Like, I think this one went under the chassis. Yeah. Yeah, but you just tuck it in. Don't you just tuck it in? Maybe it's done with magnets. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how do they work? Yeah. I think we can all agree there are lodge spirits clearly at work. Oh <laughs> yes. Right. Tying bows in cars. His giant hands. Oh, there we go. Meanwhile, and unbeknownst to um, Dougie, Tony Sinclair's waiting for him in, in the lobby. So I've gone back and forth over this next scene of Sinclair lying in wait for Dougie um, a few times because I was a little bit... Because um, the switches were tricked because, triggered because Dougie had a lot... Uh, not Dougie. Um, Sinclair had a lot of dandruff yeah. on his back, which he did not have at the beginning of this sequence of scenes. Maybe it's, no. maybe it's stress related. <laughs> like, he's so is that, stressed. Is that a thing? He's so stressed that his his scalp is like yeah. leaving his body. Yeah. Uh, I like mean, a voice spirit. We've established that my role in this foursome is is the resident pedant. So I literally was like, he didn't have that much dandruff when he was lying in bed. I did maybe. Notice... We, are we sure that it was dandruff, and not tiny little green dots? Well, tiny. That's oh yes. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. When I first saw the scene, I thought it was tiny little yeah. green dots. Ah. I thought it was. I thought it was uh, referring to the green dots, whether or not it was dandruff. So there was a sense in which Dougie fixated on it for that reason. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I did think it was probably physically there because I think the waitress notices it as well. Oh, okay. I'm wrong, but I think someone no, I else kind of looks at it. But oh, okay. Maybe um, that's just my imagination. I just thought, it, to me, it reminded me of when Cooper's travelling through non-existence, uh, where he's got the black, <laughs> you know, got the black uh, background <laughs> and little white dots with little specks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. totally, totally. But I mean, you know, we know from the uh, two parts ago that Dougie is attracted to Simon's famous coffee. That it holds mm. appeal for him. And yeah, it, it sort of sa- it saved his life ultimately. And again, this time, and I guess it saves his life. Again. A cherry pie saved his life twice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lovely the waitress was this lovely kind of Shelley like yeah. character, yeah. which I yeah. thought was just beautiful. Also, when he has that first sip of coffee, the, oh, when he yeah. the when he exhales, and just there's a moment that the, the exhale is so classic Cooper season one. Yeah, I, yeah. exactly. And, and, and you just can see it, and it's it's not coming back just yet, but just for that quarter of a second, it's there. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's still there as he looks up, and I just really love that half a second of screen yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine knowing what we know now? 
going into episode one knowing that it would be 13 episodes and we still haven't seen Dale Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I know, not after But I'm also kind of curious that no one has noticed um, for, you know, not not his wife, not his employer, no one has noticed that this guy is not wearing a wedding ring. He's not wearing oh. a wedding ring. Dougie, because clearly he's not because Dougie's wedding ring yeah. is in, in Garland's Major Briggs' stomach. That's right. Ah, oh, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, they, they didn't notice that the guy needed a doctor. Yeah. They didn't notice he needed a... He's missing his wedding ring. They haven't noticed he was wearing the same shirt and tie and suit every day. Exactly. He just go home and launder it every single day. I guess it's the only clothes that fit him now. Yeah, he, that's he right. can't fit into... But um, he's got, like, all this cash. Surely he can go buy another suit. Maybe that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I hadn't thought about the wedding ring in, in ages. Like, no. why has no one looked into that? Correct. I guess it's... There's no surnames on there, so it's, it's it would be impossible to know, to find out who... who. Oh, what, oh, that's right. It just says to Dougie from Janie E. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So is the imp- Surely there's some records of all the Douglases that have married Janie hyphen capital E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a common name yeah, in the West, but... Well, Janie, it's quite possible. We've got one hit, be... and they've just, like, crunched it up and yeah. said, nah, that can't be right. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Frisco. <laughs> she may have a more conventional name in, in the records. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Coop's, well, Dougie Coop's life is saved. Ultimately. Yet again. Mm. Um, I love that when he tips the uh, the poison into the toilet, <laughs> the guy in the urinal boy side of him says, like, that bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so neat. It was just beautiful. And even though we're skipping ahead, the, the confession scene where over and over and over again, uh, it was just the, the Dougie trope of repeating what was last said. I know. Mm. Yes. It was just... Pushing Sinclair is just like, ah, oh, he's so he's savage, Dougie. Oh, he's, he's got making me yeah. confess. Oh, I know. Yeah. And he's I like, know. your coffee. He's like, confess. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Dougie. Um, we can, we can talk about right that scene. Before, when you said Tom Sizemore is, is great in this, like the way that he crumples from Dougie just going, your coffee. Yeah. Like, mm. is, it's is, just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, he's destroyed. I thought there was going to be sort of the classic coffee cup mix up because they've got identical cups. I thought there was going to be a whole, yeah, you know, old like. style diner. Stoneware cups. Yeah, that were good. But I thought it was going to be the classic Princess Bride uh, kind of mix-up. Which one's which one? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, cherry pie has restorative and life-saving powers, not just in Vegas, but also back in Twin Peaks. It does. Oh, yeah. Poor old Becky. Becky could use a bit of pie. And again, we're getting another sense of timelines again because she tells Shelley, her mother, that um, Stephen's been missing for two days. Well, she Mm. hasn't seen him for two days. And the last time we saw Becky and... Um, Stephen, douchebag Stephen, was she was Becky was firing shots into Gerson Hayward. But she didn't see him. Correct, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering if there was a timeline jump around because the the style of the diner, the the camera shot, but also the people that were in there was totally reminiscent of the anyone seen Billy moment just before the credits many episodes ago. But then on rewatching it, you can see that Shelley's got a really big scrape on her arm. Um, so this does that does after indicate gross happened after the car incident. It might be after the car incident, but this could be the invitation to the diner before the intervention, where uh, Shelley and Bobby sit down with Becky. Ah, Quite right. Could well be. Could well be. Could well be. So, but anyway, for some reason, the offer. I mean, Becky goes from being absolutely distraught and worried about her douchebag husband, but she seems to forget once her mother offers her pie. Yeah, which yeah. I like. It's a nice little family moment that yeah. sometimes that's all it takes to just calm you down enough to go, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned no, Billy. No, you're not, not convinced now? I don't know. It's funny you mentioned Billy happened back in episode seven yes. because I, I realised that uh, I'm now at this point where 
we talk about the pacing and the way things are teased out where all those past episodes are starting to blend together. Yeah. 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 Um, where it's just a bunch of events that happen yeah. and a narrative emerges from that. And as you would, right, when you're watching a movie, you don't go, oh, that happened at like 30 minutes yeah. in and that yeah. happened at unless, one hour and ten. Unless you're a, a structure nerd. Yeah, right. You're not looking at his. That's he says looking at my notebook. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that, that happened in Act One. Yeah. I can't believe that Robert the, the yeah. Key's storytelling would be horrifying. Yes, that's right. The Numon came in the wrong place. I don't know if we talked about it, but does anyone know who actually called Becky to tell her that Stephen was in Gersten Hayward's apartment? No, no, I don't think we do. Don't know. Okay. Yeah, who was she on the phone to? Yeah. Philip Jeffries. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was Tina or Chuck or uh, Angela or Mary. Philip yeah, Jeffries is taking time out and cosmic like, <laughs> like, to, like, to, to tell somebody that someone else is That's right. Yeah. He's also saying to Audrey, like, yeah, Tina hates you. <laughs> <laughs> it does make sense, though, when you think about it. No, not that I think it's Philip Jeffries, but that, uh, the way that Coop was interfering with Hastings' life, mm. like yeah. Bad Coop operates in those... Mm. Uh, in, those micro... in those moments of, of anguish and pain and suffering. Or yeah. yeah. Moves in mysterious ways. Mm. Um, we, we've talked about the confession scene. Do we have anything else we want to talk about the confession Not scene? really. I mean, it's just a really pathetic a figure. Uh, but, the, you, but you do have some, well, I had some sympathy for him when he says he hasn't slept in weeks and he's vomiting blood and he just, he just wants to die or change. Yeah. Um, I know. And I just think, oh, God, this guy's really at the yeah, end of his rope. He's, yeah. he's yeah, yeah. Because what you're keeping me from is talking about my second favourite returning character. Oh, well, yeah. Big Ed. Yes, yeah. Big Ed, Big Ed, yeah. Oh. Big Ed with his big head. Big Ed with his big, ugly head. Oh, oh ugly. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I think that hairdo was... I, I wish I could carry off that hair the way Big Ed <laughs> Big Ed's not carrying off either, dude. Oh, I disagree. It's kind of like grease, like fifties um, grease mixed in with seventies punk. Like it's mixed great. in with a little bit of nineties surfer. Undercut. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Remember, ever yeah. had an undercut? It's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. He's just got the undercut and swept it uh, back. He's yeah. got the he's got who's the singer from the Prodigy. He's got the kind of uh, the oh, shaved on the side Keith and the, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Ed invites Bobby to come and sit down at, in the in the booth because he says it's no good eating alone. And we do see, and we do see that, yeah. But, no, no, but he's would... with nobody at the. T- but he's sitting with Norma yeah. at the time yeah. that he says there it. Is... So you kind of get this sense, and I love that Lynch is kind of playing with us because I, I, he knew that we would all think, oh, yeah. that Big Ed finally, and Norma yeah. finally and got together, that. and yeah. and when Big Ed says there's no point eating alone, it's like he's talking from experience, but now you know his life is different. And the, yeah, and the way that he says nothing happened here, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just yes. it was it really was a thing of beauty, a very sad beauty. They're still friends, they're still close. They're sharing looks. There's that connection, but fucking life has still, still kept them like, apart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, damn, damn, Ed shooting at Nadine's eye because I'm pretty sure and, that's the only reason. And the way that the way that well, I don't feel that Big Ed and Nadine stood together. They might not be. Yeah. The way well, that, they're both Hurleys in the credits, and I'm not saying that necessarily means sure. that they're still together, but she's definitely kept the name. Well, she's sort of, and she's oh, right. she just stays in her stays in her shop watching Doctor Amp and. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, but the the moment where um, Norma's face lights up when uh, Walter. when Walter comes oh. in, you kind of go, "Oh, is there a?" I so got the shits with Norma when that happened. Is there a thing happening there, yeah. Well, it was another Shelley moment. It is. There, there is the that cycle of Shelley and Norma is continuing to play out. Shelley and Norma and Becky. Becky's making Shelley's mistakes, but Shelley is still making Norma's. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Walter is a red style. Uh, Magic waving drug importer, but yeah. he's certainly a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. Well, he actually he reminded me a little bit of Hank actually. So because you know when Hank came back, he had all these ideas. To oh the yes, diner yeah. And yeah, that's then, right. You know this guy's got all this. You know he's obviously in this business. And we haven't. Is Hank in the return? Hank's dead, isn't no. he? Hank from oh. Secret History. Yeah, is right. The, 
Death of Hank, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Sorry. Oh, it's not like a major spoiler. No, not a major spoiler. He's not in the car. How did he die? Did he choke on a domino? Because that would have been a great way to go. But on his deathbed, he confessed and he he's, he apologised to Harry and all the Bookhouse boys and was, yeah, he yeah, was regretted a boy. the choices yeah. he made oh. in his life. So, which, That's lovely. Because I always sort of had a soft spot for Hank. Yeah, like, I, I would have liked so to see a redemption. He's got those kind eyes. Yeah, there's yeah. something about it you just know behind the the evil and the crime he's actually like a he's a good guy he's strayed to the wrong path yeah yeah totally and, and that plays out in the secret history too yeah, so. yeah. Um, but no Walter I feel I got a lot of sense of the allegory for for movie making what David Lynch has been yeah. through because uh, he said you're a real artist but love doesn't turn a profit exactly exactly how many times must Lynch have heard that yeah I know there's a couple of other nice things with that scene so you know Bobby walks in to the diet into the double R for his dinner of the usual so clearly he's eaten alone most nights of the week which made my heart break a little bit more yeah Um, that's his. That's his family. Is getting out yeah. to the diner. You know, like yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, imagine if your only way of spending time with the ex-wife who you still love and who has found a new partner is to go to her diner and eat. Be <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> <the> a <laughs> customer, and she's not even there. Like, she's gone. Exactly. She's gone. Like, oh, she's probably well, run off. She's probably run off to go and meet Red or something. Yeah, there you go. Maybe he only chooses nights where she's not there. No, it's no, 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 because he asked whether Shelley was there. So I, I get the feeling oh, he right, he's so just, Oh, I see, Some people right. say that's pathetic. I think that just is really sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and Big Ed's obviously maintaining a watchful eye on Norman, notwithstanding the fact that they're not, they're not together. Yeah, they're still very linked, which is And he's very nice. suspicious of Walter. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. who, upon greeting a friend or a lover or a partner, says, hey, girl... Who does that? He's a Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling does, yeah. Hey yeah, girl. but Ray, Ryan Gosling can say that. No, he can say whatever he likes. <laughs> he can say whatever, exactly. I'm really annoyed with Norma just because she's so compliant in all of this. Yeah, you know, yeah. of a character who... You know, she has the, always been a bit she, Exactly. She yeah. has not changed yeah. in 25 yeah. years, yeah. which is what really annoys me. Well, she does more admin now. <laughs> she does more paperwork. Well, that's what, now we know why she spends all the time doing the homework. She's got an empire. And she's got to do the, the hard copy cross-reference of none of this newfangled iPad stuff. Yeah, like, that's, yeah right. that's right. Look, here are the profits showing just graphs. She's like, <laughs> I don't understand that. Can you translate it for me, please? Yeah. <laughs> I love that the way that um, this you know business manager thinks he's going to improve uh, the diner is uh, by changing all the stuff that people actually love about it. Know. You know what's yeah, yeah. you know what's wrong with this thing? Uh, everything. Like, we're going to change everything, and the one signature dish, the cherry pie, um, that's the thing that's wrong yeah. with the diner. Yeah. No, 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 mate. It is not. It is yeah. not. It's like a and I can, totally yeah. <laughs> I can totally understand Norma's reluctance to change the name of the double R to Norma's double R because it was her father's diner before that. Mm. Anyway, so I mean, it seems like she. There are things that to her. Are wrong and inherently wrong, but because she is so compliant, you feel that she ends up being swept away yeah. and will end up going along with it. She put up a bit of resistance, though. There was a bit so of far. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, so far. Ah, well, speaking of Nadine... Yeah, she we gets, see the other Hurley. Yeah, we see the other Hurley. Nadine, um, there's a lot of Hurleys. There's a lot of Hurleys in this episode. I don't think there's one too many Hurleys in this episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, you mean Nadine? Uh, too much Hurley is never enough. Uh, um, James is always cool. Hurley, but... Oh, so Nadine managed to meet her hero, Dr. Amp. Well, yeah, because I mean, she's. Not oh, they have met before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. But he, but it was he helped her in that that little wrestler, female wrestler escapade that she. <laughs> That's well, right. But, but it sounds like they haven't seen each other for at least seven yeah. years, seven, right? Yes. So, and in that time, potato. she's up and run so I don't know, like like Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind. I'll not go hungry again. They're like, they're like no, so, yeah, they're not like old. 
friends, but they're old uh, community members. Yeah. 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 They, they know each other. And they're clearly their comrades. And this new guise of Dr. Ramp and... New- yeah. They are comrades, and she's a total fangirl moment. Like, he's like, Oh, Dr. Ramp, you're here, and I love you, yeah, and I'm yeah. shoveling the shit, and all the rest of it. And meanwhile, Jacoby, who must only have an audience of two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am lost. <laughs> he's out of the woods now. Yeah. Um, well, he's, he's painting enough shovels that I think probably he has more, but. Uh, who knows? Mm. Well, people buy multiple shovels. I'll tell you what we stumbled across uh, this week is that apparently the actor Russ Tamblin had a, yes. a history of musical theatre. And Dave, yeah. you came across something. Well, I, I already knew that he was in West Side Story. But uh, there was, yeah, there's this great video of him uh, do, acrobatically dancing with two shovels. Uh, it's, uh, there's a scene where he's like walking around with a shovel on each foot. Like, on, like on stilts. And yeah, and yeah, he does yeah, handstands yeah. on the shovels as they're on the ground and leaps up Instead and of shoveling the shit, he was the shit in this Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll put that link up on the website. You can oh, visit right. our... The shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's right. the shit. That's the shit. <laughs> um, Comes down off the shovels. He's like, the motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> they're giving you all cancer! <laughs> 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 oh, God, it's so good. So we'll put the video up there um, on the website. So it's davevanlynch.com forward slash part 13. And for anyone who's interested, Nadine's protein shake this week is, is green. Oh, she's going <laughs> so red, white, and green. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's probably all we need to say about yeah, those guys. Yeah. I don't know if they were going to have a moment or something there, but I think they're just a little bit. I, I think it was just two comrades coming together. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's kind of nice recognition of time having passed and yeah. People getting older, and you know, the, the, I was going to say more cynical, but there's not a lot of cynicism in Jacoby in that moment. Really, it feels like no, he's, he's connecting. I, you feel yeah. like he's a real person. He's yeah. not this character that's hiding in a trailer at the top. Yeah, of, yeah. Of he's connecting with people that give him a sense of purpose. Yeah, and it's you know even if that purpose is to sell shovels, <laughs> like there's a yeah there's a real connection there, which is nice. Yeah. I do wish Mike had walked up at that moment as well. I was like, hey, and it's all like awkward, like yeah. with the ex-girlfriend, like, hey, how, how are you? Oh, yeah, oh, that's right. Oh. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh, the glory years of season two. Tremendous. <laughs> we finally get to see why Sarah Palmer was buying all that booze. That was creepy scene. Oh, oh wow. my God. Oh, but seriously, Grace Zabriskie, love her. Yeah. Amazing. It's just incredible. Like her. Yeah, just, lo- I really wish she just... Bought something to clean that coffee table. Oh my god! <laughs> Was that affecting well, your OCD? Like all those cigarette butts, like seriously. Yeah. But so there are so many things to deconstruct that. Yeah. All that could be relatively meaningless, but I, I, I don't I, think they can be. Like, don't feel like anything is meaningless in this well, show. No, 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 the, no. This is loaded with me. The the fact that the there is the the glitch. Yeah. yeah the, the repetition yeah. in the, the TV. The sound of electricity as yeah. it as it yeah. moves. Exactly. Glitch. Not only is the TV are just repeating, but she's repeating her yeah. same movements. Yeah. Yeah. All she's doing is trying to drink and then going out of the room yeah. and coming back. Yeah. 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 And there's there's something beautifully Twin Peaksian about that because it is, in a sense, kind of believable in that, that kind of, you know, the, her brain being destroyed by alcoholism. and mm. um, uh, But the combination of all those things gives it this supernatural air and this, you know, I mean, the fact that the... The wrestling match seems to be from the 1950s. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a boxing match. Which is probably around the time that Bushnell Mullins was a boxer, right? Oh, what if it was Bushnell Mullins? Oh, yeah. Oh, bud. <laughs> Battling bud. Battling bud. Battling bud. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And she's just, she's absolutely stuck in every single uh, yes. version of the word. Is there a, is there a cream corn? Oh, my God. Front, I was uh, going to say that. In the, in the show? Exactly. question, too. Yeah. 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 There is, I, I, I was watching with my, my girlfriend and said, is that cream corn? And she said, 
I think it's mac and cheese. I was very deflated. <laughs> um, She's but, always going to bring you back down to earth, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, that's right. Uh, but that, but yeah. you know, I think it is. It's, it's a play. It's um, if you haven't seen the scene, there's an ottoman, and on that there you know, is a plate, and there's something that looks like it's it's cream corn. Mm. Yeah. Someone on the internet's theory was that this scene was happening simultaneously with the other Sarah at the front door with her, ah. and the sound of her going to the kitchen and, and sort of looking for the new bottle. Is what the sound was. I'm not sure. No, I, it sounds I, like bullshit. I feel like yeah, it it's like, 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 oh, yeah, bro, this is like, covered in goosebumps. I feel just like hearing this that. scene happened yeah. at night, and obviously Hawk turned up at Sarah's door. At night. Yeah. But I have another thing—a timing. It wasn't thing. just the. I believe that this scene actually happened before she went to the supermarket because she was she was out of vodka. She was out of vodka, and none yeah. of it was the Smirnoff, or was it Smirnoff? She no, she was only she bought Smirnoff, but she was so, drinking cheap. That's that's what I mean. She oh right, yeah. She was supposed to have eight bottles of the Smirnoff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, look, maybe another indication that things are not being shown in sequence. I'm not. Yes, yeah, I'm not discounting that to um, to to Sarah's. Well, well there's Sarah there's definitely loop. something up. I mean, definitely <clears> from. I don't know about you guys, but going into this season, I never would have thought Sarah Palmer could be a could be anything other than just still racked by the, yeah. the trauma, but but not some sort of vessel herself. But the last couple of episodes. There is something, there is something otherworldly about what she's experiencing. Yeah, yeah. well, and, yeah, and we're seeing more and more uh, indications that there's something otherworldly happening in Twin Peaks general. Look, the only yeah. thing that, um, well, the only thing that makes me think that there possibly is some legs in that theory that you just mentioned is that the first time that Sarah gets up and leaves the room, she you hear bottles rattling and what have mm. you, and that's the exactly sa- the same bottle rattling, and I think probably in the same duration as when Hawk could hear something rattling yeah, around that's right. in the kitchen. Which so. actually hearts back to those first few episodes where we got parallel timelines. Yes. Yeah. In fact, Cooper. someone, some insane person on the internet um, has tried to line up that scene of Sarah alone with... The, this is the water. This oh, is the water. And the first time he does it, and he goes, Oh, God, goes, my skin. Drink deep and descend. Oh, stop it. Oh, yeah. And that's the moment she yeah. drinks. Oh, drink deep and descend. Oh, right. To drink the vodka. Right. So, and again, drink deep and descend. Get yourself back into the state of not being able to see, not having mm. that clarity yeah, yeah. of yep. that men are coming, mm, 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 etc. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Because she, I mean, obviously have a history of being drugged so that she could not see. Yes, what exactly. was what was actually yeah, happening yeah. and going on yeah. in her own house? So yeah. And what did they say? You can only see Bob if you're uh, uh, gifted or doomed. Yes. Yeah. So she could always see Bob. Yeah. Um, she's both. both. So she's both. Yeah. Well, definitely something happened to her. We know that she keeps it's from the scene in the convenience store. Yeah. Last week. Now I think last week, Steve, you were not a big fan of the return of Audrey, or you didn't, you didn't, you thought it was a bit of a. It was to uh, introduce Audrey as some sort of uh, like a soap opera comic relief scene. Yeah, at the waste. time, I felt like it cheapened the the. Or I was I was disappointed by that use of the character, and the, because it felt very soap operatic, yeah. and yeah, I I was like, Ugh. and after this week. I am much more on board with it. I feel like there is uh, that is a very intriguing subplot mm. um, because even though we talked we talked last week about whether she's possibly in a coma um, and this is her hallucination, mm. uh, and I agree with you guys. I still doubt that, but there are more. Even more came out of the scene this week. Yeah. That 
either points to that or points to something similar. The the things like how last week she wanted to go to the roadhouse and now she doesn't know where it is. Uh, she says, I don't know who I am uh, on, on several occasions. Yeah. And Char- Charles is acting less like her husband and more like uh, her... Uh, either her tormentor or a vision, like the the vision that keeps her on the straight and narrow. It was almost like the... Or um, her shrink. Or her shrink, exactly. It reminded me of... uh, This is a weird segue, but the the original Total Recall. (laughs) Where the the guy, the 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 psychiatrist guy that goes into his um, Mm. vision and says... Mm. Um, you are you are hallucinating. I'm here to try and save your psyche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then he shoots him. Spoiler. Yeah. Or alternatively, yeah. I mean, and I'm not suggesting that uh, this is the case, but if it transpires that Audrey has forgotten, has lost her memory, the amnesiac is actually a very common soap opera yeah. character type. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then then he says that very fucking freaky statement of should I end your story too oh yeah. like exactly. because, and, and she goes on with the, the little story what was it the, the, the little, little girl that lived at the end of the lane, lane the girl yeah. at the end of the lane but just I mean she she hadn't started that that conversation she didn't start that train of thought he yeah. said it apropos of nothing I know yeah. but I totally want to know your story that, too like, but you know it's it's a complete as you say it's a complete role reversal um, you know Audrey was the dominant character last part Charlie clearly is the dominant character here. Beautifully played by Cheryl and Fenn, by the way. Like, just yeah. the moment, the moment yeah. her lips quiver or you just sort of see this sort of distress come across her eyes. is quite, you know, incredibly well played. But the thing that really got me was she just said, I feel like I'm somewhere else, like I'm somebody else. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you get a sense of this is fog or a cloud that yeah. is over her. Absolutely. And it's a very different... Like, when we talk about some of the characters, uh, as we did earlier, about Norma and Shelley, in some ways not having progressed. This is a character who... You can imagine if they'd been on a trajectory for 25 years, um, this is how they could end up. That's yeah. right. I think a lot of the frustration of, of a lot of people from from the episode 12 scene was, oh, really? Is that <clears throat> is this all Audrey Horn has done? She's in a loveless mm-hmm. marriage uh, where she shouts uh, abuse at the... Uh, like, a, like, a, like a harpy wife like a character harpy type wife that, has been established that, in earlier parts right, yeah, yeah. And, and then she's like yeah I'm fucking Billy I'm fucking yeah. Billy like it was it just felt very cheap but now there is that extra undercurrent of yeah. and it, um, and it makes you reinterrogate what their contract actually is right yeah. exactly. they have a contract but exactly. it's yeah. exactly yeah. and she says you know she wants Charlie's help and she says it's like ghostwood in here and when she says in here, I'm like, in her house or in her head? Yeah. Where is it, where is it that she can't see the forest for the trees? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. And no one has mentioned Ghostwood this season, no. I don't think. I think you're right. So yeah. it's, 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 again, that's a very intentional... I mean, we've seen, though, because it's the National Park, obviously, so we've seen the sort of scenes. But, like, yeah, but Ghostwood so Estates. Where we how yeah. much of a... But um, Ghostwood Estates come from Ghostwood National Park, which yeah. is... Yeah, but uh, did yeah. That, did, are we assuming that ever went through, Ghostwood Estates? The development? Well, I don't know. I don't think it did. Well, I, think, I don't know actually. I, I lost track of all of the, Yeah, I lost track of all of the money, yeah. and then someone had a check, and then Mister Nakamura came, and then yeah, it, I think it went through, but then they were trying to stop it because of the environmental yeah, yeah. stuff. So it it left the Horn family's power. Yeah, he'd signed yes. over. Yeah. The, yeah. the deeds. Yeah. No, when I, when she said Ghostwood, I thought of it as being Ghostwood National Park as opposed to the yeah. right. Oh, okay. <clears throat> because that, and that would be consistent with this sort of like a forest in which you're lost. Or yeah, right. See, actually, I wonder whether it was like an abandoned 
like one of those projects that starts going through and then never actually yeah like yeah. the one yeah, yeah right like yeah. that kind of that, that's and that sense of repetition yeah. and but or you know it's, it's half constructed but uninhabited or yeah, yeah. yeah interesting some kind of failed project yeah not like that Rancho Rosa project yeah that's, <laughs> that's going gangbusters that Pink Lodge project yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of really weird dialogue in this uh, scene as well I wrote down man this is some real Samuel Beckett shit yeah, right here yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. Any particular clangers that you picked up? Oh, no, it was just all of that sort of, I don't know who I am. Where am I? Like, all that sort of waiting for Godot sort of style, um, you mm. know, weird, um, not quite non sequiturs, but but very opaque yeah. language. Yeah, opaque is yeah. a really good word. And, I mean, when he said it's existentialism 101. I know. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was... If he is a shrink, he's not very helpful. <laughs> just talking down to her. No, no. Anyway, um, we talked about there being possibly too many Hurleys. Definitely one too many. <laughs> My Hurley. favourite moment no, of the episode. Oh, I, I, I really? loved it. Yes, because not only did he play, but there has only been one other band that has had the announcer, and that is Nine Inch Nails. Nine, yes. nine Inch Nails. <laughs> And James Hurley. I've got to say, I loved it too, but in the way that you love something that's sort of sickening it off in this yeah. show. Like, like watching, Garmin Bosia. Yeah, like watching, watching Nat and Nadine, you know, sitting there with the different coloured protein shakes. It was one of those moments. Yeah. Where it's like, this is so creepy and uh, so wrong. And I, James has never been cool. Yeah. And it, it and, kind of worked. And last week we were talking about whether David Lynch might be trolling. Like, this is the best troll ever. Oh, He's yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, particularly, the, the, particularly the dead eyed backup singers. Oh, like, yeah. Both brunettes, like they're just. Like Maddie yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also the track of the actual song, same, the backing track was the same track. Was the same track yeah. from yeah. season one. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, with magical bass and drums that just come from nowhere. Not sure <laughs> just like they did last time. Yeah, yeah. True, I love true. the idea that he goes out there with that and then puts his play on the little table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, here's what yeah. I recorded earlier. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. The it's just so terrible. It's so bad. And also it's so it was, great. It was. My, I was howling at the TV. It was yeah. incredible because. Here's the build-up. The uh, we've only ever seen the announcer, the MC uh, announce, and it was for a real band, like a really, yeah. really big band it with is. a big yeah. um, thing. So in that fraction of a second, I thought, "Oh my god, it's Eddie Vedder! Yeah. It's Pearl Jam! <laughs> it's, no, it's Jam! No, Pearl Jam! Oh, yeah. it's, 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 maybe it's, it's because like the community just goes, look, James is going through a hard time, <laughs> but they <laughs> don't because that crowd is fucking into I know it. They're like, yeah, yeah. Jam! Yeah. Yeah. And none of those people. Like yeah. they are resident of Twin Peaks. Like I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh, imagine if someone had travelled to see James. I hear James Hurley's doing a comeback gig tonight. Wow. Actually, so we don't know anything. So we've seen James is wrong part two. We see him again now. We don't know anything of his backstory. All we know is that Shelley says James is cool. He's always been cool. Just, maybe in the last so maybe twenty-five the years, he totally has become. No, like a I reckon for twenty-five years he's been playing this one song. Yeah, <laughs> 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 cool. and like <laughs> just slowly build up like this weird following. Like there's a guy in Adelaide called Johnny who has a massive, and he is like lo- like has this lovely energy and his huge fan following. But he's basically famous for. Um, Walking like power walking through town in his speedos, uh, quite like a strong physical presence, and um, dancing at the cricket. But that's his thing. Oh, yeah, oh right, his massive, um, massive fan base, and I kind of feel like James is like that, <laughs> <laughs> only without quite as much say you, charisma. You know what we should do? Is a one hit wonder. Yes. <laughs> Do you know, what, was it, what were you talking about last week? The, the, the United Theory, Thomas. What was it? Uh, the Tommy Westfall Theory. Tommy Westfall Theory. 
every show from now on should just work out a way to have James Hurley performing that song. Yes. So I like, you know, the Eurovision championships. Well, you like, know, just you. So James Marshall, the actor who plays him, I think actually, we talked about this before, I think he lost stuff, got sick or blamed um, suit a pharmaceutical company or something. I suspect mm. he's probably not the wealthiest guy in the world. I would love it if he just got royalties and like just yeah, fees from appearing in different this, this TV is, shows. This is the sound of James Marshall's yeah. Very masculine, deep voice. Yeah. Just, um, oh, it's amazing. Can I just say, well, well, maybe I'll ask Madam Wordsmith, is it just you and I or is it, should it be just you and me together? Well, I'm, for I'm, an, I'm an I. But, um, yeah, the, I mean, weird, the weird thing about that is... It'll be, it'll be I. It's I. Because if it's... If it's we we are together. Just yeah. you and I are together. Yeah. If, if it was just I am, I am alone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yes. yes. But it's a weird thing because you can't actually be. I can't be together. Yes. Yeah. This song did me, feel me like and, me and, forever yeah. together. <laughs> the only the because of the callback to that moment in season two where he performed with the with Maddie and and Donna and we had that that same sort of beat of yeah. the girl looking, watching and just being moved to tears. <laughs> For a moment I was like, what if fucking Bob starts crawling up oh, the roof? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been so, awesome. So this girl is Renee, who we last saw in part two. She was hanging out with Shelley and the other oh, couple of girlfriends. Seen her before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, when James walked in in part two, Shelley says, Yeah, there's there's James Hurley, like you know, the thing like Maybe suggesting they either had a thing or that Renee really was into him. We totally get the sense that Renee's totally into him. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm in high school gossiping with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she's totally into him. <laughs> she's totally into totally. him. And she's becoming more and more emotionally moved and she's weeping. She's we're sitting with someone. Yeah. We, we, know, we don't know who that person is, but, you know, I'm like, seriously, they, they'd be tears of pain for me. Anyway. What was the character's name? Renee. Renee. Is, yeah. Does Renee have a blue rose tattooed on her wrist? No, the she... inside of her arm? Oh, she's I got, saw one because, tattoo, you see, which one was tattoo was numbers or something. But on the other arm, about three quarters of the way through, it looks a fuckload like a blue rose to wow. me. Wow. We'll have to check, wow. check it out, everyone. Yeah. See, tell us, tell us your thoughts, blue rose or not. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, so we are at Facebook forward slash uh, Dave and Lynch, twitter.com forward slash Dave and Lynch, uh, or um, you can hit us up on email if you like. Uh, we are Dave and Lynch at gmail.com. So, yeah. Uh, if you've got any theories or you've got any things where you say, you know what, that is a blue rose or it's not a blue rose or there's something we've missed, yeah, let us know. Okay. There is a final scene, uh, and that is the credits. Oh, my God. Mm. Now, for so many reasons. For so many reasons. Uh, you guys, just someone want to describe just what you, what you saw in it? Because I got some thoughts. Um, I didn't think it was too much other than just Ed. Are we talking about um, Ed in Ed's go? Yeah, Ed's yeah, go- he's Ed's eating takeaway and, double R soup yeah. and coffee yeah. all by himself. That's what you guys saw. Yeah. I saw something else, but okay. All right. Rewatch this scene, and this is to anyone listening um, because this is very hard to pick up. You need to be watching very closely. closely. Yeah. I think I know what you're going to say. Um, so he is drinking like his chicken noodle soup, yeah, and mm-hmm. then he puts it down, uh, and then he looks up, and then we see a shot from behind yeah. him, and we see looking out to the the gas pump, which incidentally looks a lot like the outside the convenience store in Park. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. Yeah. 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 yeah, but you can see, and it is. Very hard to see, but you can see just in the middle of the screen there, um, just sort of near where the the, the pump is. Um, but he's there's a reflection back of his face. The camera is behind the actor's body, and the actor has put down the the cup of soup. 
and the reflection, and you can see that, the reflection that is coming back to him, he's still holding and drinking the cup of soup. And then there is a glitch and the whole thing sort of resets. What? And and the glitch happens as the credits are rolling, so you would barely notice it, actually. So... So you're saying wow. in, the, in the same shot... Oh, you so did not see that. No, no I didn't no. notice that. But yeah. I've only seen it once at the moment, so I haven't got yeah. a, a chance to go back and Oh, wait, so hang on. So you, when we talked about this before, Nav, off, um, off air, I thought you were basically saying that there was a continuity error that... No, uh, no, no, no. You, so you can see him from behind with the cup on the thing, but in the reflection, his cup so in what, his mouth. what so, you see, he's, he's, he's eating his cup, his chicken noodle soup or yep. whatever it is. Um, you see from the camera's... Facing front on, you yep. see him put the cup down. The camera then you then see the shot from behind. Yeah. So, so you know that the cup is down, but the cup is up in the reflection. But but also you can see the cup down from behind as well. Yes, so it's, yes, that's true. So as those well. two shots yeah, are consistent. They are. Yes. yes. And so that reflection is has got to be intentional. Like that has been put there by yes. the by the filmmakers, and not only that, he's holding like. He's holding it, and the reflection is looking back yeah. at yeah. The, the character, and the character right. is looking at the reflection. Like he's, I, I think he's noticed something because he looks up and he stares yes, for a he moment. Has. Wow! And then the 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 reflection is drinking and and is looking at him, and then there is like a sort of buzz for a quarter of a second, yeah. and then we cut back to him in the credits. Oh like, god, wow. that's as, that's as creepy as the time it, where Cooper smashes his head against the mirror and he looks yeah. up and he sees something in the reflection that's not what he is expecting to see. So, yeah, so I, it's, it's what, as creepy what, as when you, you when what? you go back and notice Bob in the mirror. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's those moments where it's you've watched it and you haven't picked up on it, which is yeah. what so much of this is about. You exactly. know, with like with like um, the ira very, you know, the, yeah, the finger, yeah. like there's. Little moments where it's like it's right in front of your face. And, and then, and then, if you had seen that and you were kind of huh, do what by it, then Ed just burns a piece of paper, like mm. just like you know. Then it goes to something like a bit more mundane, like you know, he's on his own, he's a bit bored, and he sort of you know, burns yeah, a piece yeah. of paper and burns down to his mm. fingers. But um, do you have any theories about um, that? Only that I wonder if it is consistent with what's happening in Sarah Palmer's house. Yeah, that there is going. there is something going on in the town of Twin Peaks. There is a there is a glitch in the, glitch in the matrix. Yeah. That would also explain because you know in part seven where the you know has anyone seen Billy's scene? There was that what some people saying was a continuity error between the people sitting at the diner. Yep. And two shots and a very different shots. Yep. That would be very That's consistent true. with that theory as That's well. That's true. And sorry, we we mm. didn't even mention it before with uh, Bobby coming into Big Ed. We we talked before about the the clues that this is all out of chronological order. Yep. Bobby had said. We found something from my dad earlier today. Yeah, uh, so there's definitely things. So, I mean, obviously that's just a chronological. That is a, a the the filmmakers are showing us things out of chronological order, and we've got yes, to put yeah, together yeah. the the meaning of that if there is one. But this is independent of that. There is something happening in the the town of Twin Peaks, and not just because of not just the the lodge spirits, and not just the things we know. There's subtle stuff happening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's, that would all be broadly consistent with, for those who have read or are reading The Secret History of Twin Peaks, it talks about the history of the town and characters who disappear and there's this sort of presence and, and stuff that got Major Briggs talked about in season season two, I think, mm. uh, of there being a strange force of disturbance mm. or whatever in, in and around the towns or around the town. It will be interesting if, uh, given that Big Ed at one time was a bookhouse boy, if... 
if I so want the band to get, get back together. Yeah, he'll get recruited yeah. back in. They'll need all the help they can get. I can imagine if this is like when we're getting towards that date where the uh, the lodge is going to open near. So we're on episode twenty one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jackrabbit's Palace. So it's uh, like the first or the second of October, I think. Yeah, two dates on the piece of paper. Yeah, and yeah. so we've got a glitch in Twin Peaks. Uh, we've got Cooper, Bad Coop, making his way, yeah. or n- now knows where those coordinates are, yeah. and he is in Western Montana, yeah. so he's not far away. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we've got yeah. culmination of things in in Las Vegas that could that could drag them yeah. there as well. So yeah. And in just in terms of just as a quick repeat on timing, so when Hastings identifies Major Briggs in a photo, he dates at the 29th of September. Yep. Um, when um, Bobby and Frank and Hawk find that. Cylinder, that time cylinder, the two dates on that were the 1st and 2nd of October. When Hawk and Frank are talking about that, those dates, they say it's in a couple of days, two days' time. Yep. Um, and then, of course, we've got this scene that you talked about with Bobby saying, we found it today. So mm. we are now, mm. the climax or the, the high mm. point is going to be the 1st or the 2nd of October. Yep. We are literally like two days, yeah. one or and two And Diana, days of course, as well. Diana has, yeah. right. has found it. And yep. obviously Gordon and, and Albert can't be far away. And obviously 2.53 is the time. Is Maybe, yep. What did we, do we talk about, how does Diane know about Las Vegas? We, we don't, don't know. know. Oh, okay. Mm. All she says is that... We haven't has, asked yet. Yeah. Right. We haven't been asked. We, we also been don't asked. know what, uh, if any, or what the significance of 4.30 is. Yeah. That was what the giant said in episode That's right. one. Yeah. yeah. And do we know who the two people that he mentioned? Richard, Richard and, and Linda. Linda. Well, we know oh, Richard. Richard. Yeah, yeah. So two birds, Richard. one stone. Yeah, and we've heard of Linda. Linda is the wall vet who needs the wheelchair, That's but we've right. not seen Linda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you can tell, we're all just sort of a bit sort of shell-shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, like, you need to go back and watch it. And if you've got, like, watch it on as big a screen TV as you can because yep. I tried watching it on... Yeah, like uh, as big on, a screen as the one at the farm, really? Yeah. 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 That's that's right. size one. That's size one. And on that note... One you can step into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, on that note, I think we could probably wrap things up. Thanks for listening, everyone. See, See you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, God. Uh, You've been listening to Damn Fine Commentary with Dave and Lynch. For the complete list of show notes and all the links, visit our website, daveandlynch.com. And if you like the show, there's two things you can do to really help us out. First, tell all your friends. And second, take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes. It makes a huge difference and helps other people find us. Look, did we miss anything? Do you have a comment, a question or a suggestion? Drop us a line at daveandlynch at gmail.com or you can follow us on your social media of choice. We're at twitter.com slash daveandlynch, facebook.com slash daveandlynch, instagram.com slash daveandlynch. <laughs> yep, you get the picture. We're everywhere. Thanks for listening. <laughs>